Kamusta Katanoomers? Welcome to Tanum Tuesdays, a podcast where we talk to folks around the Philippines about their gardens, farms, food forests, and anything and everything about Tanum, which means plants. Here are your Katanoomers in this podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Chinkin. I'm Marcel. And I'm Albert. And now, on with the show. Hi everyone, it's Joanne. And it's been a while since I've done an introduction for an episode here at the Noon Tuesdays, and it feels good to be back. So for this episode, I interviewed Lila, Mabi, and Ernest of Good Food Community, which is uh, an organization that has created an alternative food distribution system um, that connects our farmers with us, with you and me, the consumers. Uh, of course, it's more than just a distribution system. There, There's cultivation of relationships, sharing of risks and responsibilities, and of course, the abundance um, that we get from the earth. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so thank you, uh, Ernest, Mabi, and Lila for being with us this morning for Tanum Tuesdays. Um, we're excited to know more about Good Food Community and what you and the work that you do. Uh, but before we go into uh, your group, uh, we'd love to know more about uh, yourselves as individuals. So um, can you just tell us briefly, or it can be also lengthy, <laughs> about <laughs> personal background, um, what do you think is important for us to know, what you're comfortable sharing, and then maybe you can uh, lead it up to how uh, you found Good Food Community or how you joined Good Food Community. Um, does anybody want to go first? or? Oh, I can start. Um, hello, uh, my name is Lila. Um, I'm a mom of one. And all my background is really into development work. Um, before I joined Good Food, or maybe before starting a family, I came from a back background of conservation, environmental conservation. And then um, I left the job and started my own family. And from there, I was able to start a, an environmental education activities for children and families with little kids. Um, it's called Weekend Wild Child. So I teach um, how to be comfortable outdoors, how to be in the farm, in a rainforest, so something like that. Um, things that um, families are missing out a lot these this days. So that's what I did. But when pandemic happened, um, we had to of course, um, pivot and focus on what our family does before everything, all of this happens, and that is agriculture. Um, Char invited me. Char is the, the founder of, one of the founders of Good Food Community. Um, she invited me to, to be the storyteller story of Good Food Community in terms of social media marketing. So, um, as a teacher, I always tell stories to kids, but right now it just parang tinransform ko lang into 
telling stories to a bigger audience what agriculture how how are the experiences of our farmers um how do we link good food like healthy food to to the masses so that's me personally nice nice thank you laila and um mabi maybe you can go next yeah thanks laila then for i thought it was going to be age before beauty <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I'm Abby David. Uh, I, I'm the partnerships and advocacy person of Good Food Community, meaning like Laila, I also help uh, share the story and share the dream no, of, a, of a better food system. Uh, personally, I'm a writer. I'm a plant-based cook and a long-time on-and-off subscriber of, of Good Food Community. No? Uh, and... I, I'm the the mission of the group really resonated with me when I was young, <laughs> and because, uh, you know, young the sustainable consumer wanting to make responsible choices, um, that really uh, resonated with me. You know, that that message, and but I realized throughout, you no, know, na parang there needs to be more. You no, know, we need to do more uh, when it comes to to changing the the world no, with our with our food no which is the mission of good food so yon so i i became um, a food justice advocate with the writing that i do uh, i have a children's book paano kumain ng kulay to encourage children to eat more vegetables or to eat the rainbow but also i have a but uh, i edited co-edited a cookbook uh, called makisawsaw which shares recipes but also discusses the food system issues uh, that the that Filipinos and our farmers face and all. So that's pretty much my background. And yeah, I started in good food in January 2020. Yeah. Just in time for the lockdown. <laughs> so that's me. I'm I don't know if I'm not a green thumb. I don't know if there's such a thing as a black thumb. <laughs> so yo. <laughs> Alam ko si Ernest and Lila are the the ones and the rest of the team magagaling talaga. But yeah, I, I look forward to learning more from Tanong Tuesday. <laughs> Thank you, Mabi. I have follow-up questions na, pero let's go to Ernest muna. Yeah, actually, mag-react lang ako dun sa sinabi ni Mabi na if it was um, beauty over age or age over beauty, I think I would have gone first if it was about beauty. Yeah, now you're beauty. Now you're beauty. Now I'm beauty. So, magulo rin yung, yung flow talaga. No? So, merong beauty age tas beauty, pero hindi pa rin ako nauna. So, anyway. Um, my background is, um, I used to, um, kasi I'm, I'm an economics graduate. So, my background was in corporate. So, I worked in a bank for a very, very, very short while tapos immediately found myself not in the position I wanted to be. So I was lost for a long time until Sharp picked me up from the streets and decided that I cannot leave anymore. So Such beauty, uh, So actually in terms of, although it was founded by Shar, and as I will discuss naman later, parang um, I have, I think, the most tenure, at least consecutive. So medyo... In terms of age, ako rin pala yung, in terms of age and good food, ako rin pala yung, ano, I'm I'm the I'm the most senior one. So. The lolo. Uh, so yeah. 
Okay, so basically, nung nag-start ang good food community, you were around na by that time? Not really, no. Parang, oh. yeah, I think with, with the history naman later, I, uh, uh, I'll touch on it. But yeah, when it was founded, um, none of us, uh, neither of the three of us were, were there at the beginning. But it's it's gone through its many lives already. So, <laughs> yeah. And the three of you... Um, met each other through good food community na talaga. Yes. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds awesome, right. Awesome. So, you come from different backgrounds. Um, just out of curiosity, uh, maybe you said you kind of have, or you don't have a green thumb, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you were younger, it could be like childhood or teenage years, college years. Um, were you... The three of you were you into plants or nature? Oh, yeah. Uh, siguro, uh, me muna. Um, nature definitely no. Parang lalo na yon. Um, we yung iba growing up. We, parang we would really go to the provinces. Talagay maglalaro sa talahib. Um, my parents love growing plants, so even if I don't grow them myself, like we have a, a tiny garden and. Uh, the seeds we have, like right now, we have squash um, growing. Tapos tinutusok lang yung mga, yung mga ano, um, talbos. And they grow, tal- talinum. So yeah, so it's my mom and my, uh, my dad, uh, though he passed away na. But they're the ones who are really, um, they can grow things, kumbaga. And, but that doesn't, that didn't get passed on to me, unfortunately. <laughs> but I cheer them on. <laughs> So for me naman, um, I grew up in the province in Mindoro and my, my mother and father is into agriculture and growing trees. Um, they, are, uh, they are both advocate of parang, um, community-based um, rainforestation. So that's what they do. So the five of us na magkakapatid grew up really in nature and in the farm. Um, Although our house is in the barrio, that's what they call parang near the town, uh, most of our summers are spent planting and harvesting corn, upland rice, um, vegetables, and fruit trees. And we also help in producing food like making cacao, um, tablea, making juices in bottles. So, so yeah, that's basically more most of my childhood, all about gardens and food and nature. Ernest. Yeah. Ako, I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> um, none of my parents um, were, were into um, agriculture. Um, even they um, grew up here in the city already. So, and even my grandparents, parang, um, they were either just very near or very far that we weren't experiencing any nature. So um, I think even as a kid, my mom would tell me that um, even at the beach, parang she would try to put me down in the sand and then I wouldn't want to because <laughs> she al- allegedly, she says, because I think it was dirty. But so yon, in terms of nature, um, parang my affinity towards nature just really grew as I, as I was working with good food, parang meeting the farmers, um, going to the farms, ganyan. so a lot of my experience that's 
connected with nature and environment is mostly attributable to my time at Good Food. And when did you join Good Food? I joined Good Food maybe a decade ago, I think. Almost, yeah. I think around 2012. Wow. Okay, maybe now is the time to, ano, to go to when Good Food started, mm. how it started. Um, if any one of you can uh, just start that uh, history. Oh, yes, again, yeah. I think um, I'll, I'll go through the history first and then maybe um, I'll pass it on to Laila to talk about how Good Food is right now. So um, it was founded in around 2011. I think at least the inception was, was happened there. Um, it was founded by Char, our, our president CEO, um, with her prayer group friends. No? Um, she heard it from a, I think she heard it from a volunteer where she was working at, at Sibat, which was an NGO that was um, involved in renewable energy and sustainable agriculture. No? So she heard it from one of the foreign volunteers then, and then she pitched it to her prayer group friends. So that's how they started talking about it. And then eventually it got to the point where they were joining contests. No? So parang, um, they won the I Am A Change Maker program, I think, under the British Council. So from there, it started. Parang the, the incorporation started. Yun yan, and then it went through the, its first life, which was beyond... Uh, be, not beyond before all of us, so I can't. I I I don't have a lot of information about how that went, but yeah, that was how it started. And then I think for some reason it wasn't working, so Shar decided to put a pause on it. And then, because at that time I think she was working by herself mostly. I think they hired someone, but mostly it was just one or two of them doing everything. So. Um, it was paused and then she started looking for teammates na, no? so parang full-time people to just work on it with her so not just not just do the stuff just not just parang work on the operations but to to fill in all the details how how to move forward the development program not only of the company but also of the farmers so yeah so when she was looking for teammates well that's when she found me in the streets and picked me up and said no escape. So um, there. So when we started, it was it was it was basically like starting it from scratch. No. So um, back then we we only had one community in Kapastarlak. So it was in Barangay Manga, sa Kapastarlak, because um, that was also where the demonstration farm of the NGOs used to work with was was located. So in terms of um, technical support, teaching the farmers how to plant sustainably, organically, and it was it was a lot easier to start there. So and because um, yung grassroots like grassroots work was already in place, naman, so to say, kaya dunarin start sa kapa. So we started just going back to the farms, meeting the farmers. So there was a time where we would be running around the whole barangay, just um, just letting the farmers know na there na we were having a meeting. Ganyan. So that's how it started. And then we we met with a, we did an FGD with the first group of subscribers. And then from there, it was just meeting more farmers, um, adopting the the variety of the supply and then just getting the word out na 
hey, we're doing this. Um, would you like to subscribe? Would you like to try the vegetables? And then um, from there, um, good food has gone through many different types, many different teams, many different ideologies and consciousness. So yeah, it's it's gotten to the point right now where we, I think we have a very, very good diversity and and so to say like, a lot of, a lot more people because for for a long time there were just maybe two or three at the at the at the time uh, was working with good food so now i think we have at least eight full-time people and then a lot more part-time people who are either volunteering for us or just working at, at for a part-time stint that's making all of the work that we that we want to do a lot easier so yeah, in terms of the landscape also, when we started, we didn't know of anybody, like there could have been, but in terms of, in as far as we could tell, there were no one who were, no one who was doing what we wanted to do, like who wanted to to, to create a subscription box that, that contained vegetables that you didn't know, that you couldn't choose, and that would just arrive at your doorstep at, at certain points of the week, no? So at that time, we we didn't know of anyone who was doing that. But over the years, I think there have been a few companies na who have tried that also. Some of them, I don't know if if some of them or any of them are still in in operation. But over the years, we realized na our our version and our definition of CSA isn't the only definition or the only way of doing it. So yeah, they're like for us. That's that's mostly the way that we imagine doing it. No, so it's the it's the subscription boxes, but that's not to say that we don't also do retail. So, but basically, how how we imagine CSA is that you work with the smallholder farmers. So it's as it as as the as the as CSA means, no, na community support supported or shared agriculture. Parang it's it's working with the farmers and then having that shorter connection between between the the end consumers and the suppliers themselves or the farmers. So yeah, um, I will pass it on to Laila to talk about how good food is right now and to give more details about it. Bago so, yeah, I think Ernest mostly said <laughs> what I want to say, but oh, but yeah, right now, um, in in one breath, uh, I can say that good food is an alternative system and distribution that is based on ethical and ecological farming practices wherein we transform the consumers into co-producers using um, community-shared agriculture as a model. So um, when we say ethical and ecological, that means that the small smallholder farmers are, 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 not just, are not just someone who grow our food and then we are on the, on the last end of the food system, but um, in a way we are all interconnected. We need the farmers and then the farmers also need us to be able to feed each other. Um, the farmers are, with good food kasi, the farmers are, um, we have the purchase guarantees that makes the farmers kumbaga, have safety net for, for a season, for a growing season and also for our consumer to have a, a also a safety net that they will be able to eat organic vegetable for that um, for that season 
um, kung baga tulungan sa we share all the risk we share the the privileges we share the responsibilities of growing our food we just don't give it to farmers parang we share everything so that this system could flow um, this the the food that we will able to eat kumbaga ay hindi na natin hahanapin outside the communities that we are building parang it's just one the farmers and us as consumers are are belong we belong on the same community so that's what are we trying to 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 do as good food community okay uh thank you ernest and lila uh uh siguro mabalik tayo dun sa history uh i was curious when you first started it like when you started talking to the farmers were you like how foreign was it to you and to the other um to, i guess to char char Mm, like, yeah. yeah, like how? Parang were you? Did you know uh, what the steps were? You know, in your head, like, or were you just really learning also from the farmers? Or how was it? I guess for mm. you personally. Yeah, I think for Shar, although I can't speak for her, no, parang I would say that she had experience working with the NGO, no, meeting the farmers, ganyan. Pero I think before my time then. Um, we were relying heavily on the support of the NGO who was already there kasi kilala na nila yung mga farmers. There was a lot of familiarity with the farmers, ganyan. And they had the relationship and the connection. So when we started, parang we, parang because we were trying to shorten that, that, that gap, no? parang just go straight to the farmers. We wanted to do that ourselves also. So it was going to their houses, ganyan, meeting the farmers, calling them up. Um, letting them know that we wanted to have a meeting, ganyan, parang um, just to get the feel of the place. So um, for me, when I when I first met the farmers, um, it, it, it was a foreign place. No? So um, it was my first time being there and first time meeting the farmers. So as with what I usually do, naman, I just stay quiet and just watch, watch the farmers. No? So parang I... I guess my my approach is I need to understand their language first, how they how they interact with not 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 only towards us no but towards each other. Parang, I think what I usually want to do kasi, and, and find out is how do you get them to laugh first? <laughs> parang ganun. So um yeah, so parang just just looking for an avenue where you 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 can kind of ex- make exchanges na not as heavy, very light, na you can get them to feel comfortable towards you. you know? So I did have a lot of experience like working with communities, siguro um, in, in school lang ganyan, pero even then for a very short while, no? but parang it's not so different. Parang I wouldn't say na, na it's very different from if you, if you meet a, a new group of people, regardless of where they where they are or where they where they coming they're coming from. No, siguro the most mostly the difference would be the the setting itself and the and the language. But I wouldn't say na it's very different from you know, meeting anyone else. So I think also that's that's one of the things that the farmers started appreciating after a while. Na you know, parang I think in their words. Um, hindi namin kasi sila tinuring na iba no? so 
yun, I guess also in the same breath na or in the same tone na we want we we want to to share our value no parang it's people first parang it's it's not it's not even immediately sharing the food sharing the knowledge ganyan pero alam mo just connecting with with people on a personal basis on a tao to tao to tao basis ganyan kasi parang that's what we're trying to to share as a value din eh, diba? na parang it's parang the the transfer of goods the the sharing of the food is not simply transactional it's it's a it's a person to person thing or you can even say it's a deep, deeper level na parang it's a soul to soul kind of thing diba? na na ganun so parang that's that's also the value na we want to translate not only to the consumers but also to the farmers no na lalo na kami yung nasa gitna din parang we invite we invite everyone all of our consumers maybe not 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 this time because covid but we parang we invite them to in as much as they can parang visit the farmers meet the farmers themselves mm-hmm. okay and then now so you started with that community of farmers in Tarlac right now how many uh, i guess communities or groups of farmers do you work with Groups of farmers, maybe, I think mga five or six at the moment. Tapos in very different um, levels of activity. Some of them are more active than others. And same with the, with the membership of the farmer groups. No? So some of them have, most of them have about an average of 20 farmers. Tapos give or take a few. And in, in very different ano, um, activity levels. Some of them, the whole group is very active. Ganyan. So yeah, so siguro in total mga 100 more than 100 farmers. No? Mm-hmm. And are they in the same area more or less or spread out then? Yeah, they're they're quite spread out. Um although most of them are located in northern Luzon. No? So we have in Capastarla in the mountain provinces in Tublay Benguet in some of them I think are in Latrinidad Benguet also. We have as far as Um, the Vizcaya also, so I don't know if I missed. Uh, there, there are ones in Bulacan also. So, yon. Parang there have been other communities that we've worked with, but in in very different. I know. I'm sorry if I if I forgot any I know, any areas, but most of them are located in I know, in northern Luzon. And um, ito, anybody can answer naman no? like when you work with the farmers. And then, so you have subscription boxes, right? It's really up to the farmers to grow whatever they're really growing. Like you don't um, like tell them that the customers prefer this or that. Or how does that go? Um, but it's it's gone through a lot of different stages and a different a lot of different attempts on how to do that. But when we started, it was just a. Yeah, parang ganun, parang bala kayo, whatever you will give us, we will just deliver, ganyan. Pero syempre, we want to take into consideration the, the the nutrition part of it then and the needs of the needs of the consumers, no. So, um when we started yon si Sakapa Starlock, so it was mostly lowland vegetables, puro pinakbet lang ganyan, but but um obviously it doesn't cover all the all the vegetable needs no all the produce needs so we needed to look for an upland ano supplier ganyan so that's how we met 
the the ones further up north nga na medyo may upland variety na vegetables but um yun it's it's a conversation it's always been a conversation between the farmers and us and the consumers also so parang we we try to get as much information from the consumers and then have that conversation also with the with the farmers no what what's possible in terms of seasonality what's also yun what's 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 available to grow at, at certain times, what's a good diversity for, for the environment and for taking care of the soil also for the farmers. And then the seeds that the farmers use, do they, where do they source it? Um, iba-iba. So some of them have better access to seeds. So I think all of them know naman and in, in as much as possible, we try to ask them to grow their own seeds. No, I think in terms of sustainability, that's the best way of doing it also. But parang when, when we get a hold of, of uh, supply of seeds, ganyan, open open pollinated variety na seeds, ganyan, we, we try to share it with them also. So yeah, parang sometimes it's also sharing between the communities. No, We haven't been able to do as much of it as we want to, but parang in, in certain degrees naman, in different degrees, we've been able to um, bring some of the farmers to other farms also. Tapos yun, nag-share din sila ng seeds, ganyan, what, what they can grow from, from the other community. Okay. A recent... Uh... Uh, project, I guess, from Good Food Community is the Sari Sari, uh, how do you call it? Sari Sari Food Garden Project, yeah. right? With the Slow Food, with Slow Food International. Uh, yeah. Maybe you can talk about that. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, the, the real name of the community or the project is Slow Food Community for Agrobiodiverse Gardens in Quezon City. But we call it Slow Food Sari Sari, no? Just because it's such a mouthful the, for the original name. So um, it started as a food relief effort, basically, no? When there was a lockdown last year around this time, uh, we saw, no? Like a lot of our um, fellow men uh, na low-income no? communities, they were asking for food. They were going hungry. They were, uh, they lost jobs no there was no way to to earn a living but at the same time they didn't have the resources so they were more afraid of the of dying from hunger they said rather than the virus so it began as a food relief effort we called lingap maralita in which which tried to reach out to as many urban poor communities in metro manila last year it ran for 15 weeks from april to august end of august 2020 uh, and a lot of people responded. We had chefs, we had uh, home cooks, we had artists trying to raise funds and to be able to donate fresh organic produce sourced from smallholders who themselves parang suddenly didn't have a chance at an income ano? Kasi nga, biglang with mobility restrictions and all that. So it was a chance to connect uh, the urban poor communities with the rural poor that we work with. No? Uh, but after the 15 weeks, we were able to reach out to th- around 7,000 families, roughly 30, 32,000 meals shared. But the community, one of the communities we worked with uh, mentioned that they want to be able to grow their own food. 
uh, a food relief much as it is um, necessary, no, talagang because hunger is such an immediate problem, eventually they want to grow their own food to feed their families and neighbors, lalo na ang mahal ng bilihin and all that. So we identified a community in, in Payatas, Golden Shower. This is the Golden Shower chapter. No? And it turned into a food relief to a food garden project. So the gardens, we call it Slow Food Sari Sari because the gardens try to reclaim the Bahay Kubo diversity that we knew growing up, we knew from the song, but which has eroded over time diba? with monoculture, tapos with the dominance of highly processed foods in Sari Sari stores. So we want to make food gardens as commonplace as Sari Sari stores as sources of good, clean, and fair food. So that's what's important for, for slow food, and which, and to, and, uh, which is a goal we identify with. Because a lot of the urban growers we work with in the community are migrants from the rural areas. A lot, some of them are, the older ones were former farmers. You know? So they were trying to grow their own food, but needed resources. Um, they didn't have money to buy soil. The soil in Payatas, parang is, the quality is not appropriate for growing food. Uh, masyadong madikit or maputik. Tapos, um, <clears throat> they, do, they don't want to keep buying seeds. So the Slow Food Sari Sari uh, community has this, yung, what we call the Food Today, Food Tomorrow project, where we share weekly uh, the harvest of, of, of organic farmers no, from our network, which they can turn into, which they cook in the cuisine ng bayan and share with the, their neighbors. But at the same time, there's a food tomorrow component where they grow their own gardens. Uh, and the initiative has intersections yung with the right to the city, the right of the urban poor to land no, and housing. And we see <clears throat> like the ability to grow your own food using ecological uh, approaches, no, yung agroecology, as a source of power for them. So we have um, we have campaigns to to generate more support with with uh, with the general public, no, the middle class consumers who want to to see more of these gardens grow in in payatas, no, in resource poor communities. So we have. We actually just ended the, the pilot stage. Uh, it started in November 2020, no, and then ended last March, mid-March. Uh, so we had 20 urban growers. They all graduated, completed the training where they received uh, modules, video, and instruction, and printed instruction on uh, what is agroecology? How do you save seeds? How do you uh, monitor and ensure plant health? Composting with the help of yung sinalayla, yung elementum, and green space. There's also healthy plant-based cooking for when they harvest their, their food. No? Um, we, from out of the 20 uh, urban growers. Now there were shared plots, also individual containers, garden containers. Uh, four graduated, so we now have. Uh, we're really thrilled by the fact that we now have four trainers out of the twenty who will then reach out to a bigger community. We're looking at an expansion site, so 
still in Quezon City, you know, talking to our partners are talking to the LGUs to see where we can activate more gardens. So yon. So when you were up, so you were approached right by um the these communities during the the start of the pandemic. So it was good food community that was approached or. Um, it was actually, parang we were trying to find each other, you know, parang, um, good food, parang we're about, we're about, see, I see Ernest laughing, but yeah, parang, we were, there was hunger all around, diba? Parang there was lockdown, there was hunger all around, our work is in food, you know, making sure that people are not hungry, this is, or really passionate about this, because we're seeing people hungry, and then we felt so helpless, parang, so we tried talking to people. How do we how do we help? Because around this time, then we didn't know where to get the produce. No, talagang there's a lockdown from yung, no, mobility restrictions. No, um, we had yet to process the agricultural pass of of yung, of our of the drivers. Ano? so talked to a lot of friends. We we reached out to the to KMP. Uh, Kilusong magbubukid ng Pilipinas because they had a humanitarian pass at that time. They had organic farmers who couldn't move their produce. No, they were harvesting but didn't have a market for them. So and then we had we had um, the communities and of course our subscribers who were panicking. Parang where do we source our food? So it was a lot of conversations and I think it reflects the the you know the problem with really long supply chains or when you don't know who your growers are. How do we find each other? So it was a lot of talking, trying to reach out, making sure na there's how do we work together. So that's how it started. They were also looking for for someone or for an organization like us. And then there was Kadamay who had um, who worked with the urban poor and organizations, no organizations of of, of residents. So. Kumbaga, we if we want to have a food relief system, there was already a structure in place. No, now we don't need to worry put put together something because there's already an, a, a a governance structure that will ensure that the the food will be distributed to those in need. No, so yon. So it it's really what we realize is different actors really needed to come together at this point. No, parang you have your own strength. We focused on it, but at the same time, bring in others and. It was the perfect platform for bigger conversations, no? Like with slow food, because the idea na uh, food is tied to the idea of uh, territory, no? Parang food is defined. The biodiversity is defined by the territory. The de- territory is defined by the food that it creates. And what we learned working with, you know, being in a project with the urban poor, they're so land insecure. And that land insecure, that the insecurity of their tenure, no, that they don't have land to live in or grow food in, is so tied to their food insecurity. So the project, um, it expanded, no. The conversations tried to expand on it. It can't be just about food security. It has to be about land rights as well, about housing rights. So that's where we are. We're now looking for an expansion site and we're quite excited because this time it's there's a shared plot of land. No, so what does it look like? It's like um, starting again kasi yung sa una ano eh, really densely populated communities no in payatas a lot of them in containers. Uh, so yon. So but this time mabato daw yung yung lupa 
we have volunteer agriculturists, no? So that really helps. So it's a it's um it's a lot of volunteers. It's a lot of people feeling helpless about the conditions now, but wanting to help, to 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 realize that we can be each other's uh, source of power, no? Right, right. Ang galing, ang galing. Um, I keep on thinking about. Because my, my background is permaculture, right? But before that, I was also in the NGO sector. Do you want to volunteer? <laughs> Do you want to volunteer? <laughs> I mean, I love your work. But... Classic, Mabi. <laughs> classic, ma? Classic? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Joan. I'm up here. <laughs> go ahead. Thinking like how... Uh, it like. The pandemic, it's like terrible and ang daming naapektuhan and hanggang ngayon, di ba? But in permaculture, they always say na the problem is the solution. I mean, the problem that came to us, that befell us, it's like it made us look deeply into the systems talaga and what's wrong with it and ang galing. I, I'm like, it's so amazing how good food was able to evolve with it and grow and, you know, address the systemic uh, issues or cracks, you know, in the system. It's so, it's so great to hear about that. Um, yeah, that's so true. Talagang, I think, and, and, and it's not just good food, no? So, so we have a lot of partners. Uh, we have Green Space, we have Elementum, uh, with Sinalaila, Sinagio, who, who also are part of Good Food Community. There's Urban Green Communes, so, kumbaga, we want to see community gardens as a site of, parang, okay, we need to, what we learned from CSA is the how important knowing who grows your own food and making sure the, we ro- relocalize no, food production. What does it look like in the urban setting? So, this is possibly one of the ways it can look like. No? We can shape a solution out of this. But we're also in conversations with, like, yun, Urban Green Commune is part of it. So they have, like, 20 gardens in Metro Manila and growing. Thus, we, we talked to Cafe I in Cebu. So they have a model. There's Farm Lab in Silang. So there are civil society organizations and private sector um, actors coming together realizing that the solution doesn't solely lie on us no it has to be this network no of collaborators of, of food system actors okay what can we do how can we work together how can we share diba, this knowledge that we're building because we are building a, a process no a method and that's what we're looking at as well so, so it's not just uh, good food and but we're also parang really grateful that it resonates with a lot of our subscribers a lot of our partners and followers like the chefs we work with how can we help? And when we ask them, can you contribute to our cookbook fundraiser? They say yes. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yes. It's like a mycelial network, diba? Yon. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Mycorrhizae. <laughs> well said. Oh, man. There's so much to talk about, but I'm conscious of the time since it's 10 to 11. So, um, I'm sure our listeners can know more about uh, Sari Sari Food Garden Project and good and the CSA subscription through your website, right? Is that the main uh, place where people should go? Oh, yes. Um, 
they can visit our website at www.goodfoodcommunity.com and they can also follow us on Instagram, Good Food Community and Facebook. Um, they can help in a lot of ways. Um, the first one is syempre, to subscribe food. Um, we have different options for subscription that people can can get. Like we have um, gulay pambahay that is good for a bigger family that lasts for a week. Um, we have um, small tampipi for smaller household. We also have varieties of fruits, salads, and um, kulay pak. This one is the, um, how do you call this? Um, antioxidant, um, immune-boosting um, pack of vegetables that are rich in everything that you need to, to boost your immunity. So um, we also have the solidarity share. If you want to contribute in our efforts in Food Today, Food Tomorrow, they can, they can order a share um, to donate to a family. It could be one family, four families for a week or four weeks or more. Um, and then they can also join our conversations. Um, we have um, events that are coming up as a way to gather again virtually. Um, this one is what we missed during the pandemic. Um, we used to hold gatherings through our Good Food Sundays. It's a, it's a farmer's market, a plant-based market before where people gather to talk about anything under the sun, anything about agriculture, fun things like what are the vinegars? <laughs> what are the types of vinegars from all over the Philippines? What are the citruses that we have in the Philippines? Mga ganong kind of fun conversation. But this is what we missed also having that, you know, group of people sitting together. So that's why we will hold another one virtually next month, mid-April. And we'll be talking about uh, um, rice. Um, we'll be talking about... Um, how we stand up for our heritage rice varieties, how we celebrate them. And then also participants can get to have a share of what, uh, what a rice varieties coming from, from our partner organizations like Masipag, the one um, from Chaong Quezon, and also from, from, from Bulacan. So different types of rice, and also they will be able to taste um, this uh, rice because one of our um, in-house chef will cook this rice. So participants will get to taste it. Para siyang, para siyang webinar, pero may kainan. So, so that's the kind of uh, parang gathering that we want to, we want to do again. Na kahit na may constraints, um, kahit may mobility restrictions tayo, we want to be able to gather again, have that conversation again. And yun nga, wag nating kalimutan that, that, you know, the farmers need our help. Um, marami pang pagkain that we can, we can try as Filipino from our heritage. So, so yeah, those are the ways that they can help to get involved or, or volunteer or, or you know, show support to us and our projects. Virtual meetings, regular ba oh, this, this will be the first one and we're planning for some more this year. Nice. Nice. Okay. And may pangalan ba siya or 
Wala pa. Ah, the name is the... What's the name again, Mavi? <laughs> uh, well, it, it's under the Food for Peace series. We ah, used to have peace. this at Good Food Sundays. No, so And then we have mm. different topics not to focus on. So yung this time that the title is Rice is Life. Rice is Life. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Sana you can join. Nice. Definitely, I'm excited. Uh, send you food. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll be inviting um farmer, a scientist, and also a kakanin savvy. <laughs> yeah. Tapos ano? Uh, we have a cooking demo, so we're trying to replicate the magazine talk show format, like every morning when you have guests, and then you have a cooking show. Yeah. <laughs> I always see your posts on Instagram before, actually before, um, because uh, I have a schoolmate from high school. So high school, she was a bachelor than me. Um, nine na katigbak. Yeah, I don't yes. know. Uh, yeah, it's a long time. Uh-huh. She always posts about you guys. I think that's one of the first um encounters na I encountered you guys from her, one of her posts. And I'm like, bakit sila nandun? Wala sila nandun. Because I'm based in Bacol. Oh, now. Okay. So, I grew up in Manila. So same uh, area ni Naina. Maybe you can start uh, CSA there. <laughs> yes. Replicate. <laughs> Everything is an opportunity, Joan. <laughs> We have the CSA toolkit. <laughs> We have the CSA toolkit that you What can is use. how Lila and I sell the dream all the time? <laughs> Amazing. This was not part no. of the brief. <laughs> <laughs> But it's still right there. It's, it's just eight minutes left, but um, I hope it's okay you know, extend a little bit. Um, Can you tell me what your vision is for good food community in the next five, ten years? Like, what are your plans? <laughs> wow. Actually, it's a hard question, ano? Kasi parang, admittedly, we just came out of a, like, a really nice uh, planning activity in February, like, late February 2020. Tapos, the lockdown hit. Parang, big dreams yun, eh. Big dreams, big, like, everybody was so fired up we had a plan laid out so it's really hard to plan these days no that's with with numbers of cases surging again but it's like going back we were here a year ago and we're still here but having said all that i mean it's hard to say five to see five to ten years ahead you know but we don't really let go of the the vision to to relocalize the food system no talagang we've seen how the pandemic uh exposed no the the problem of a long supply chain like global supply chains there's all this food all over the world but not reaching the hungry people getting hungry rising cases of obesity and malnutrition parang there's something wrong with the food system right now but also there solutions shown through and one of them para if we we saw CSA as the model talaga that that helped feed communities all over the world no from from the US to Asia and to, of course the Europe where it's been a, a long standing practice so the question right now is how 
will will the idea of CSA or the practice of CSA be sustained no parang given that it's shown its possibility for for feeding everyone so our dream is to make sure you know that that we do our share in making it happen talagang uh, every Filipino fed we're committed to it and this is a this is a dream that that needs to be shared with the community This is not something like one empire, like one multinational will take on as a solution. No, this is this is communities coming together, communities of farmers, consumers connected, coming together, saying we want this as a goal for our community, and therefore let us grow our own food. So that's that's a dream for us. We are that's why we are in a lot of conversations no with with different um, practitioners uh, we bring up the chance to, <laughs> to to work together all the time we sell the dream <laughs> when we talk to lgus when we talk to mayors when we talk to concerned citizens like you diba um, downshifters you know people who are tired of the rat race kumbaga they say and have started to to move to the rural areas growing their own food We share this dream with them, and and we have like like what Lila said. We have a manual, no. We have 10 years worth of experience in terms of adapting it to local conditions, and we wanna share this with with other people. So yon, that's where we are right now. Yeah, we've been we've been accused of trying to do too many things too many times, <laughs> so. We're not intentionally wanting to do everything, but we just want to see the the change. No, we wanna you wanna experience the dream. No, not, even if not in our lifetimes, but maybe towards the end. I don't yeah. know. Depends on whose lifetime. But but yeah, parang we realize that we really can't do everything, and it's in as much as we try to do everything, we probably won't be able to achieve much. So. It's a, it's a systemic problem that needs a systemic approach to to changing things, to improving things. So in as many people as we can, you know, share the dream, have conversations with, um, not only share the dream, no, pero parang improve the dream, um, have, you know, have conversations, have dialogues, how to make it better, how to approach and reach more people. So... Yeah, the parang the more the more of us na, because I think in terms of awareness, there's I mean there's a lot of people that are aware with what's happening all around. You know, pero it's just providing avenues for for conversation, for dialogues, and for 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 actions to take place. You know, so. Um, yeah. I just want to add, no, and this is something that Ernest brought up, no, during when we were talking about this interview. Yung, I don't know if you want to expand on it later, but you know, um, in the work we do, the vision is really to to recognize the work of our farmers in a way that the value that is created is redistributed back to them, no, because right now it 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 stays at one level, eh, no. Um, so yon. So if there's a way, people are now recognizing the hard work. No, talaga that goes into feeding a nation, um, but there's still a long way to go from this recognition to actually transforming their lives. They're still among the poorest of the poor. They experience seasonal periods, regular periods of hunger. They're caught in a cycle of debt. 
Diba? So if there's a way to transform our recognition of the work our farmers do into value for them, diba? into a living wage, into a decent life, then yeah, that's what they, that's what we want to see happen. So. Yes, yes. And that's, you know, that's, it's really a lifetime of work, more, more than one lifetime, really. But it's so great that you guys are, have started that journey and are very, it, I, I think it's like because of the, you know, the systemic nature of the problem, it's parang inevitable eh, to go into these several parang avenues, diba? Na parang you feel like, oh, we're doing everything. Yeah. Pero it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Natawa, na-recognize. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your work. And um, uh, I wish our listeners can learn more We're looking forward to the virtual, the regular virtual gatherings. So at least everybody, you know, wherever they are, can join and learn from you guys, and also, you know, contribute what they can. Um, ano pa ba? Before we end, um, actually, and dami ko pa talagang tanong. But okay lang, mga two questions. <laughs> okay lang. So. Um, in terms of uh, finding supporters sub- either through subscription to your to the tampitis, like how do you what's the most effective or is it like a variety of things that you do to find subscribers and other people to get involved? Oh, right now, uh, right now it's it's so hard to say now one one effort lang to find subscribers. Like, we have, before kasi, we have different ways, like, yun yeah, the gatherings, um, we have community kitchens, um, some subscribers leading to another subscribers, kumbaga parang word of mouth. And then, these subscriber, subscribers also hold mga, parang mga luto-luto sa kanilang mga kusina and inviting their neighbors. So, may mga ganong klase. But right now, um, we are focused on our social media talaga. And um, talking to to a lot of people sa mga groups, um, mga different, mga offices. Yun. Um, but mostly social media right now. Okay. Thank you. Um, how about... Um, In terms of challenges, meron bang times na parang you've promised like the subscribers cert- like a certain amount of vegetables or produce tapos hindi siya mamimit because of a disaster? How do you go about that? Or if has that ever happened? It has in multiple times before. So parang as much as possible, we, we try to mitigate those risks no by 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 diversifying then you know, where where the food comes from the farmers that you work with ganyan. and at the same time syempre on the ground with the farms themselves you want to make the farms as resilient as possible no? but but um, that's not to say naman na, na it still happens it does still happen so when when subscribers 
start their subscription or when they start to subscribe. Um, but we try to explain as much as possible that it is part of the program, that is part of the what you're subscribing into. No? So it's that's why it's community shared. No? But you're, you're sharing with the with the abundance of harvest, but you're also sharing with the risk of the farmers. Because at the moment, in in terms of how the systems are are put in place, it's only the farmers that are taking all of the risk in terms of planting their food. But at the same time, when they are when they are able to harvest, it's all of us that that benefit from what they're able to grow. No, so. And it is part of it, but it, yun, it, it's not to say again, naman, uh, we try not to protect the consumers. Naman. Syempre, um, we wanna we wanna still provide food for you because well at the end of the day you still need to eat. Diba? So um if if it if it does happen, parang we we do try to to make up for it. No? So parang yun, before there have been times na halos wala naman yung mga because yeah, for for whichever reason hindi nakarating yung yung produce whether whether logistics ganyan or kanyari lalo na for a time uh, majority of the produce would come from the mountain provinces no so kunyari lumakas na ng malakas yung ulan parang there there could be landslides ganyan it's difficult to to get the produce even though meron it's difficult to get the produce to to where we need them to be so Yon, parang for for maybe for that week, medyo konti yung deliveries, but we try to make it to make up for it on the on the following week. Ganyan. I think that makes the whole movement or the CSA uh, movement even more meaningful, right? Because you don't just share the abundance, but you also like what Lila said also in earnest, and maybe you share the risks and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And I think we need more of that. Yeah, tapos parang to, I guess, to expand on it lang din. No? So, if you look at the the length of the subscriptions also, although we do provide one week and four week subscriptions right now, parang the, the most ideal for us is the 12-week one, which is more or less three months, no? And so to say, parang is kind of one season for us, no? Although we only have two main seasons, parang there's still a mix of it, no? So parang we we invite you to experience the the roller coaster of the farmers for for one season, then, de ba? Na parang because if you just subscribe and buy for one week, well, you're just getting a glimpse or parang a screenshot of what it's like to experience agriculture for just for that one time. But pero if you experience for it for a longer period of time, then parang you get a, a better glimpse, no? a better a better perspective into what happens, what what kind of vegetables do you get all year round, yung mga ganyan. Yeah, I want to add then yung in terms of uh, the reward, you know, yung course when there's bounty you know we share the bounty but at the same time you know, if you can only taste our vegetables <laughs> they taste so good but we're so spoiled by because the farmers really take care of the soil no we're so spoiled by by these vegetables when you taste test another like conventionally grown let's say carrot versus the carrot that you get from the tampipi you can really tell the difference no and that's why parang you can understand why a lot of people think na parang hindi masarap ang gulay kasi kung walang lasa yung na di ba yeah they're big di ba yeah, yes they're um, unblemished no but they're also tasteless no parang whereas 
products we offer like really like really flavorful no uh, vegetables and the journey of of the consumers parang at the start they thought parang what we can't choose no parang but now they really like the surprise factor at least yung, parang they look forward to what's in the tampipi parang you as, as Ernest said parang you get to experience the agricultural cycle then as you as you uh, subscribe longer and all like for a month or 12 weeks ganun, and you become you, you eat with the seasons parang you're surprised when there's suddenly ampalaya kasi for the for like several months no there was none or or ito na ang ang and the, there's a bounty of passion fruits and citruses so yon so you really taste the flavors of the season and then you parang you match the rhythm of the seasons no awesome it's really um it connects all of us right like yeah. like it trend, it cuts across classes, economic, social classes, and, you know, it's a way for us to, um, like, live together, even if we're, you know, far away from each other. And, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, before we end each episode, we ask for tanum tips. So, these could be, like, practical advice in growing something or in the or from the work that you do like your, just advice in general to our for our listeners i'll go first <laughs> okay okay um yung parang every time that i say na, oh green my green thumb ka kaya nakakapag-grow ka like what mommy says kanina <laughs> but um i always say na it really is parang the plants are really dependent on soil so the first thing you have to nourish is the soil to be able to grow any kind of plant you want. So if, if we as a household can start producing our own soil or making our own soil, um, it would be nice because grow. And the best way to grow our own soil without buying soil from elsewhere that we don't know is to make our own compost is to process our food waste, our food scraps, everything that is biodegradable from our kitchen, and turning them, in, turning them into compost. Um, and, you know, just maybe adding more um, worms, adding, if you can add more chicken. So that's what we do here at home. Yun, makapag-grow ka ng soil. And... Kahit anong pwede mong isiping plant na gusto mong itanem, kaya mong itanem. So, yeah. Um, it's me, oh, well, what I've learned ano, then is to cook as fresh as possible. Um, I remember like visiting the community in Payatas. The, the nanays told me, Ma'am, ang sarap ng bagong harvest, yung okra. It tastes so, ang lasa-lasa niya, parang, I, they just steamed it, no? Manamis-namis, mura pa dahil pinitas ko lang sa, <laughs> sa backyard. Kahit kumpara dun sa, kung, nasa, kung nagtitinda dun sa kanto daw, walang sinabi yun versus dun sa what they grow. So, take the time to cook fresh and eat fresh. Um, and, and you will really get to know, no, the, 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 the flavor and the beauty of these vegetables, their personalities. Yeah. Uh, 
don't ask me for joke lang. Siguro I don't have a lot of experience, no. Pero from what I've learned and what I've experienced in the communities, um, we live in a very interconnected world, no. So none of us are are live just no man in an island, so to say, or whatever. But um, basically, if you take care of the soil, the soil will take care of you in whatever level or means that will be defined on your experience. No? So whether it's it's people, it's um, literally taking care of the soil. So, yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Ernest, Mabi, and Laila. Salamat. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh-huh. Fun conversation. Salamat. Wow, yes. that's nice. Salamat sa Tanum Tuesdays. Thank you. So there is, uh, there's Good Food Community, and I really enjoyed my interview with them. Uh, have you guys heard of Good Food Community before? Uh, this interview? Yeah, I actually follow them on Instagram and um, maybe for a few years now and I've always been a kind of an admirer from afar. Um, I've, I have a few friends who are their subscribers and they're, they're always like happy to get their thumb pee and everything. Um, I guess the reason why we are not subscribers yet is because we're like, a hundred meters away from the palenque. So, ang lapit lang ng gulay and, and um, all those sources from us. So, but now after this interview, and which is a very good interview, by the way, Joe, thank you. Um, it's, um, I'm like, hmm, maybe we should get some. <laughs> maybe we should subscribe. Yeah, because like what they mentioned in the interview, it's like from, from it's like from, the time it's planted to when it's brought to the people you know it's like organic it's tamaba i mean it's and it's biodiversity friendly so yung gulay galing sa plenke i mean it's coming from farmers din naman but we also don't know what the source is you know i mean i guess we could talk to ate linda who is our suki so plenke which is also nice it's nice having a relationship with with them but i don't know we might just try it out because that's it. What they're doing is a good thing. They're trying to promote so many things across the the vertical or whatever you call it from from the from the farm to the table, so to speak. So yeah, we might we'll see. But as for me, I, I remember hearing about them. I think 2013 or 14, uh, a friend of, and I went to one of their events in where was it? In Basta. I don't know. If, I don't forget. Oh no, QC. It was in QC, and it was a cool event because they had. The farmers there and they were like giving the food they were serving the food and you could talk to them which was i think the whole point of this event um and so i remember that and the, um there were uh who's that one performer i forget her name but there was you know um live music so it was really nice and i've been wondering since then like how what they were doing and to now listen to the interview and think wow they've come far and they've gone through a lot it seems so um yeah it's it's good to see them not only still around because back then, or even now, when you hear of a new movement or NGO popping up, it's like, man, I hope, you know, I hope they're still around after a while. And it's good to see that uh, she, one of them made a comment about uh, when you get this, oh, Baka will get into the discussion later about that. But yeah, I, it's, um, it's I'm, I'm happy that they're still around after all this time. Yeah. yeah. What about and you guys? I, 
I and just to add on to what you said, Albert, the fact that they're still around. Because I think most of our most of the people we interviewed then they're like they just started in some like in the past. I don't know, two to three years maybe, or maybe during the pandemic. Um, so it's nice to hear from a group who's been around for what more than a decade, na rin, no? So yeah. that was nice. How about you? I unfortunately I didn't hear about the good food community until I heard the 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 interview in itself. But as an observer, I could just say that you know they're pretty well established and they've had already a lot of good programs running and they're having a positive effect on the farmers around them. I think it was a nice uh, nice credit to them that they have like members who are so varied. Mm. Economics background, reforestation background, Writer. publication, and those are really positive things to look out for in an organization. So, I mean, after hearing what they're really, what about, I mean, something that's established pre-pandemic, and they're thrust into this big conflict allows you to see the innovation that they were able to churn out. And maybe we'll be talking about that later. Yes. I mean, we can talk about it now. The Sari Sari Food Garden, right? Yeah. Like, I saw that too on their Instagram. Like, that's really cool. That's really awesome that they're doing that with the urban communities. Yeah. I um, When she brought... Is it the Slow Food Sari Sari Project? Yung mm. yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, it it reminded me in San Roque. Then there's in Sitio San Roque, sa QC, malapit sa Trinoma. There's a informal set up settlement din dun. Um, and it was I forgot which organization, but they also started doing an urban food garden there and um, with the community. So it reminded me of that. And then um, and then I realized, wow, this is like almost in the middle of the pandemic that they're doing all these things, which is like, you know, the which is good. And and then all this is before the community pantry spot, you know? Yes. So now I'm hoping, okay, so you have these, you know, good food community and then you have these other orgs and then you have the community pantries. I'm just hoping like whatever happens in this pandemic that this continues and hopefully somehow it's institutionalized because the government should be doing this. It's like it should be, you know, in in collaboration or if not headed by the LGUs or the government, you know. But again, that's what they brought up in the in the in the interview, right? Like yeah. they she brought up um, LGU collaboration and all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. The when they mentioned about, you know, they seem like they're doing a lot of things. Um and I, that kind of resonated <coughs> with me a little bit. Na parang, oh, parang we seem like we're all over the place. But it, it feels to me that all these years, what they're doing really is just recognizing how things are connected. You know, that they cannot talk about food and agriculture without talking about land rights and ownership and soil health and all these things. And it's like they, they've been doing this for a while, but it just made more sense in the pandemic that it's it, it, parang na-concretized, na-solidified their dream of everyone having access to food. And I think that for me, and I hope they feel feel that way. From me, from an outsider, um, I feel like 
it just all clicked, you know. And siguro in the day-to-day of uh, running a social enterprise that's with a different business model, you know, CSA, subscription-based, that's like unheard of in the Philippines. Tapos gulay pa. Parang it's so different here. But they managed to, you know, pivot, innovate, change through the years. And I think that's why they're still here. They're still around. And then pandemic happened and they're just like innovate sila ulit. Innovate sila ulit. And they, they try to be as relevant and as useful to the communities as possible, which is very, very admirable, I think, for me. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. It's like it really made me think about how this pandemic, you know, it's awful. It's we've lost so many people and until now so many people are suffering. Pero you know it's almost like a chance to reset. For like in our thinking, ganyan, like like with the with the programs that I'm working on right now, I always think about systems thinking. That's always in my mind now, and that's really I feel like is what we can recapture. Like with this pandemic, is like realizing how all of us are connected or should be connected but because yun nga na separate ang rural from from the cities diba like food production in the rural areas cities like all these um modern things you know for modern life ganyan parang the the separation of that has caused so many problems na we don't even know where our food comes from so parang yun i just feel like it's a good it's like this time that we have is also a good time for people to kind of reconnect with one another, with nature. And I feel like some of that is happening. I agree with all your points, especially the fact that I can't help but state that most of the issues talked about the interview really has a political political clause on it. Like the issue on land. And let's say they don't have land the suggestion might be, okay, why don't we work with what you have? Like, should you do a community pantry or should you do a community garden rather? Should you have hydroponics in your condominium unit? But I would think that the yield would be higher if you had your own land. I think that's something that we look forward to. And then let's say it's the issue of having like a community pantry-like awareness. You need government to support you with that local government unit or even other agencies in government. But you also don't want government to be limiting you in what you can do. Mm-hmm. Especially that there are very vulnerable populations, the farmers, who are benefiting from this and would really rely on these three, four key people in the community, in the good food, good food community. Yeah, good food community. So it's quite surprising. And the reason why I mentioned that it was really established because they had terminologies that were already set. And these are terminologies that I'm not really familiar with. And as you mentioned yourself, uh, CSA, mm. uh, that alone just shows the organization and the structure that uh, their group has in terms of spreading out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they even have the CSA kit, right? Like if you want to replicate their model what they're doing in other places 
Yeah, I was curious about that. Actually, is it like for free? It's not copyrighted or like? Because they offer nila sa yun, ba? No, I think you just have to contact them, and then they'll help you out in in starting out your your CSA what, community. Yeah. Mm. Nice network, right? Yeah. yeah. Because it's I'm sure like the way you know. Chinkin mentioned earlier that they have different um, skills needed, right? Like, I think they started with community organizing for sure because that's, I think, what Char's background is. Mm. Um, like, there's a lot of skills needed to actually, you know, run a CSA model kind of business. So, parang you need to be... Um, yeah, connected also with different farming communities, Kenyan, and parang now it's kind of challenging to do that. At least they were able to establish that even before the pandemic. So parang at least their supply chain is good and stuff. So I think that supply chain idea then that uh, Mabi, is it Mabi was emphasizing the whole time? Um, that this long supply chain doesn't really help us, you know, especially if, uh, like, we don't know where our food is coming from and um, what's in it. Parang, it got me thinking then, um, like, most of the supplies here in Manila, they're from either way far out in, from the in, in the north or some farms in Batangas, Laguna, diba? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then our fish, they're from that area then, diba? Like Batangas, ganyan. It's very far. Very far. Technically, that's like four hours. But of course, like if you think about the U.S., <laughs> the U.S., that's far. <laughs> I mean, U.S. would have what? Chicken from Brazil or <laughs> diba? South America, Mexico, you know, the frutas. Oh, yeah. They get fruits from here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's you one know? of the things you, you say that, that you like about living here, right? Like yeah. the food is right there. Yeah. And many people are still growing their own food, like in the province. I don't know about the rural. Well, sure, the rural states in the U.S. probably. But yeah, I, I don't see it. I didn't see it. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Any ideas, I mean, any comments on the seed sharing activities that they do? Because I'm just alluding it to them. I think, was it really Mavi who was advocating for you to be part or do something in terms of like replicating what they're doing I there? I mean, volunteering yeah, with volunteering them. Yeah. Because it's like, you share seeds with your co-farmers and then you also share the idea of doing something good with your community. But if that offer was offered to me, I'd be so scared because my perception is when I do something is that I want to be able to sustain it and be able to shadow the great efforts that are already done elsewhere. I would be so scared in taking those baby steps knowing that I'm doing it alone. But, yeah. Yeah, I think their whole thing is that they, you won't have to do it alone. Like, they will support you. But I think it it is a commitment. <clears throat> like, yeah. it would, 
you know, it would entail getting to know the farmers in your area or the farmers in the community you want to work with. And like they said, it's like a soul-to-soul basis, which I love. I love that mm-hmm. part. You really, it's it's a relationship. It's a human relationship. And human relationships are not always straightforward. So, but, you know, I think if you know that you're working towards a good goal for the common good, then you get your fuel from that. And then, you know, they'll support you doing something like what they're doing. Did they mention, because they have this kit, I guess, did they mention, but I forget if I missed it, if they have other people who started their own and other, they did, diba? Or um, They haven't. I mean, they didn't in the interview. And okay. I don't, I don't think I've seen anything they've shared online. Okay. I'm wondering, because if they have that kit, you know, and they're really pushing people to start their own thing in their local areas. I'm just wondering, yeah. um, what are some of the success stories? And I'm sure it's hard. Like what you guys said, it is a commitment. And to feel like you're doing, in a way, you're kind of still doing it alone if you're doing it if we were to do it here in our barangay or if you guys were to do that in where you guys are having to network yeah, yeah it's um yeah i'm just it's like a supply chain how, mm-hmm. i mean yeah. that that aspect like mm-hmm. you know if like if you're a restaurant and you specialize in the best organic recipes and for some reason cebu closed down or zamwanga closed down and you get a particular unique produce from that area your men your, your menu in the restaurant is you know crippled and how can you actually open not being able to serve that to your people? I mean, it's the same way in starting or having a branch of an important organization and be alone in it. Yeah. I mean, for sure, it's, it's, it's not easy to do, I would think, you know. But yeah, it's like you do it for, for something bigger than yourself. And I love what um, I think it was Ernest who said it. Na parang, you know, they share the produce, right? They share seeds, but they also share the risks and the responsibilities with the farmers. Like, I think I asked about, like, what if, you know, like, there's a week or a month that you can't meet the, the demands of your customers, right? So parang, that's part of it. Like they, they kind of make their customers understand, I think, that it's, you know, it's a shared, everything is shared, even the risks and you know, challenges that come with it. Yeah, I, I remember Ernest, when you said soul to soul, I believe Ernest said that, no? Mm-hmm. Um, I, he shared a bit about the challenges, like what we're discussing now about starting out or when he was seeing the community for the first time in Tarlac or I forget where. Mm-hmm. And then he was saying, I, um, he said, uh, you know, what do you say to the farmers? Like when you're there and you talk to them and he was saying, you know, one of the things and I like this is one of my favorite parts. He, he said, one of the things I do is I try to make them laugh. And I was like, yeah, that's what I think sometimes like when I meet someone new. Like, I'm always thinking, how can I connect with this person but uh, we can groove? You know, I think all of us have some sort of thing that we try to do when we meet someone new or when we're in a group. We're always thinking in our heads, how can I, how can I win them? <laughs> how can I, you know, or, you know, something like get that. Get along. Not, you know, how can we get along? How can, you know, and we're always, you know, so um, especially for with a farming community, if you're not, yourself are not from a farmer family and stuff and you don't, you're not even a plantito and plantita, God, it's even more challenging you know 
Um, but I like that when he said that, like, you don't even, he said, um, I wrote it here. You, you have to try to speak their language. Sabi niya, sabi ni Ernest, right? You have to speak the language of the farmer. Even though if you speak the same language, like literally, you still got to, you know, get their point of view and try to reflect like, oh, you know, we're, we're coming from, and laughter, something funny is what really gets people connected. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I mean, if you, if anybody's gonna start uh, as something similar or like a very advocacy-based business model, you know, it's not just about the business side of things, the economic side of things, entrepreneurship, which are like also they have the skills for it, but also this this part of, you know, community engagement and getting them on board there's behavior change then kasi kailangan it has to be sustainable and ethical um they have to change their minds they have to win their hearts and that's not easy <laughs> so parang i kind of share that but i mean it's a very nice like thing to do i feel like i mean if down the road and you know we we get to decide na okay ayun na natin sa manila dun na lang tayo sa probinsya and we get to do this. I mean, this is awesome. This is great. If you bring this to Visayas, Mindanao, and tweak it a little bit, that's a little more, you know, um, convenient or like it's really customized dun sa, sa, sa community. And maybe the customers in Visayas is different. Siyempre, hindi naman tayo magsusupply sa Manila, diba? If they have a different way of, you know, uh, subscription whatever you're gonna have to tweak that and all that stuff but i mean it's amazing it's this if they are so willing to share that wisdom and you know skills to other people why not maybe one of our listeners yes. <laughs> will you know have the resources for that and she's based in i don't know besides Bisa- now why not please, please order na tayo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we reduced the What's the term again? The, the supply? The... Well, like the travel, yeah, 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 the yeah. food. The footprint, the footprint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Footprint. yeah. Oh, God, they didn't have. <laughs> yeah. You, you can I mean, actually see how invested they really are with the farmers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could just empathize in thinking, okay, we can probably have a sponsor and this sponsor will give the meal for this family for the next four weeks. I think that was mentioned, right? Mm. you can have that option mm, yeah. for sponsoring a family for... it's a solidarity yes and mm. I would if I were coordinating that event I would be so stressed out if there was no sponsor because mm. you know how would that mm-hmm. family support itself if mm. they if what they harvest is incomplete for what they have but again the resiliency portion might kick in I'm just hypothesizing maybe that oh the other farmer families will help each other out and allocate the resources that they have amongst each other. And that's another, you know, way of thinking about it. I mean, you know, they've been in the business for, in their enterprise for 10 years, right? I mean, they're really in it for for something more than themselves. Like, it's really, you know, for the community. And, you know, I think there are a lot of people who think that way, like, in the world, in the Philippines. And, while it might not be, I don't, you know, I, I, I it might not be the norm because the norm is, you know, to think of your, 
your own success, diba? It's the rat race, diba? But yeah, the, the state of the world now, you really have to think about community, about the people around you because it's the only way that you will all really live, you know, meaningfully and happily, diba? I mean, is yeah, it, yeah. I, diba? Is it idealistic? But I mean, thinking in terms of individualistic goals has brought us to this, to our state now. So I'm like, I, I really like what they're doing. I hope more people do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. And nga eh, it's, you, can, you can hear that they're so passionate about it and that energy and they also know, they also recognize that they can't do it alone. They have a lot of partners through the years. Maybe some of them are inspired by them, you know, nag-grow na lang, um, maybe evolved into something else. Like I met, Shempre, the one that caught my, my attention was like the green urban commune, the, the ones that make the community gardens. Maybe we can reach out to them. Maka <laughs> interview nga ito, mga ito. <laughs> Um, but that's also like part and parcel of the whole advocacy, right? I mean, the, the, that and slow food. And I mean, I think from what I, how I understood it, parang slow food, then they didn't know how to do it. It was food relief at first, and then they want to make it more sustainable. And so these people who have the skills and have the experience to, to manage a community garden, sila. So parang I really like that about them. Um, working with with other partners and um, yeah, just just having that sense of collective progress rather than no, I have to raise my own funds. No, I have to you know the NGO uh, perspective sometimes. So um, yeah, I I also like when when I forgot who mentioned it, but. They said something about reclaiming power together. I really like that. It's um, like with all the systemic changes that need to happen around food and food security. Um, wow. I mean, it's not just about food per se, having that tambiti every week. It's a big, big, it's about food justice. You know, how about who gets to eat healthy food? And I really like that. It's like we're we're distributing power and it has to be with us and especially the ones who who are producing food for us. Yeah. You uh when and when you've been around for that long, you kind of see you kind of see observe the other problems. Say for example, the pro they're looking at the problems the farmers are facing, right? And so they're trying to, you know, there's, um, hold on, I'm like trying to gather my thoughts. So she, I forgot too if it was Lyra, Lyra Lyla. Or, or Mabi who mentioned about food insecurity. And there was one other thing I wrote it down here, something about land, land insecurity. That's what she said. So there's food security, but there's also food insecurity, which is what they were trying to bridge the gap in many ways, more ways than one with the farmers and with the people who need good, healthy vegetables and you know where they're from. But there's also like the problem of farmers who are 
tilling this land, getting growing this food, but they don't own that land, which you know Chinkin was mentioning earlier. So then there's land insecurity. This is that what good food communities are gonna tackle now? You, you know, and I'm sure that's what they thought. Like, oh my god, we're just trying okay. to do this thing, and then iba may iba pang problema. So that's when they had to stop and think. Okay, are we going to lobby? <laughs> For example, and this is something we talked about earlier. Guys, like a few episodes ago, we talked about land use. I think this is after the hydroponics episode where we thought about land and um, blah, blah, blah. And we talked about land use. And then I brought up the National Land Use Act. <laughs> I mean, my little tangents. But anyway, so I'm, this is another tangent that someone like good food community will experience. If you've been in the game long enough and you've been listening to the same problems year after year and they're not being solved, you can't help but just realize, okay, there's a problem here that I'm not, you know. And so anyway, going back to the example of food, uh, land insecurity, then well, I don't forget what she said, but like Tama, she, they're working with urban commune and other LGUs and all this stuff. They had no choice. They had no choice to reach out to other orgs who, who know land use and, other, and these other issues and everything. Um, and me coming from the environment sector in seven years working with, with Haribon Foundation, um, looking at land and how it's used and for whom, to whom does it benefit, <laughs> you know, and the communities we've worked with, a few of them have been farmers and have always said the same thing. We don't own our land, <laughs> you know. So I don't know, maybe I'm ranting now because <laughs> it, 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 it reminded yeah. me of, yeah. Uh, anyway, so you kind of have no choice but to work together, I guess is what I'm trying to get down to. And these organizations, NGOs and government agencies who have the expertise, individuals then, who have the expertise, who know about land use, like, oh, I'm a lawyer in that, I've been here 20, talk to a good food community, you know, or networking is so important. Like the word networking, one, one last thought, sorry. <laughs> the word networking, you think in business or whatever, it's like just self-serving or whatever, or only people in business administrator, BA, who, anyone who's getting a business degree or whatever. They're like, no. And everyone has to network. Like like what you said, Joe, mycelial connections. Mental. Yeah, like, you know, I imagine like, I don't know what those are, but I just imagine them like coming <laughs> together naturally. Like that's if you're, you don't give up, and you think about the big picture, you're going to mycelial. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, say. <laughs> the trees, they communicate with one another through the fungal network that's called the mycelial yeah. network. So, yun, it's, yeah, it's exactly what you're saying, Albert, na uh, us humans also have to do the same thing, you know? Exactly. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would have gotten to a similar... Uh, discourse with what Albert gave because when I mentioned about it's hard for us not to be political about it but it really is political and if you voice it out too much you might be labeled as someone who's pro something and at these times it also can be very dangerous but the sincere advocacy really is we want to make the lives of each person in this world better peaceful and equitable I think that's how it's, it's how it is, and you cannot just blame someone for being born this way for them to live a life like that, or for you to just close out the fact that oh they might be happy already with how they live their lives, and there's nothing for us to change about it. But the fact remains that there is inequality because the access to healthcare, the access to food given by this pandemic, it really has brought out the worst and the good in a lot of people, 
and has revealed the true colors of a lot of organizations. And we're here, we're observant. We're, we're very observant about it. And we just hope that something can be done about it. Actually, aside from the CSA kit, they have other things also that you know they share with um, their customers or followers. Like I attended one of their virtual gatherings. I think it was the first one uh, during this pandemic. It was about rice, it, it, and it was nice, you know, like talking about rice and with like-minded people. And then people were showing what they were eating, the rice-based, <laughs> and then there was like a recipe shared. So it's very like community uh, feels. Ganyan. And then I think now they have a ferment nation kit. I don't know if oh, you've seen cool. it. Yeah. But I think it's a kit that you can purchase and then they'll send you all the vegetables that you need to do the to do the recipes in that kit. That which will teach you fermentation. So these are drinks. Alak ba yan? Meron yatang... Api ko, sorry. Diretso ko. Meron din yatang drink. But yeah, check it out. I think it's it's on their website. Baka atsara lang yan. But yeah, hindi sila makaka-deliver sa amin. But you guys might want to check it out. Yeah, that's cool. I love these things. Oh. Yeah, they have like cool names for their projects. Sorry, sorry, slow food. Sorry, sorry. Ferment nation. Rice <laughs> is life. Ganyan. <laughs> I love that. No, that's also part of it. Eh. That's also part like communicating the advocacy and making them like hip and you know. Palatable. Yeah, yeah, we know this. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and I think that's also what I appreciate about their mm. efforts is that they communicate talaga to their subscribers. Like, yeah, if yeah. something happens about the supply chain or something happens about... Parang, as a subscriber, you're already doing good um, just by just by being a member, pero parang at the same time, you're in on the um, in the risks of the farmers, you're in on the like the other things that they're doing. So I really like that. That's communicating to your your tribe, your community is so, so important. Yeah, and th- these members, the people who were who Joe interviewed, they're like, even before Good Food Community, before they joined, they seem to be already involved. Like, I think it was Lila who, like her parents gardened and are actually into rainforestation. She brought up the term. So again, that excites me, biodiversity, <laughs> rainforestation. So that 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 so it's um I guess my point is um whether it's gonna be good food community 10 years from now, like it's good to know that there are people who who know these things and they're gonna carry it forth, you know, um carry the movement forward. Yeah. yeah. Feeling a good food community will will be going at I it. I really hope yeah. so. Oh, they, they grow and you know. And and Joe mentioned in later in the interview, like it's a life, it's a lifetime of work, Sabi Mojo, at the end of the interview. And it's true. And we don't want people to think like, oh, lifetime talaga. Like, can't I just do it for five minutes and everyone's safe? Like, or like we have faith. Um, it's a lifetime in work in a, of work in a sense that you have to learn. You never stop learning. You know, you never stop learning about the problems and you never stop learning about the solutions. And then you never stop meeting more and more people who actually agree with you, like what Jenkins said, that you want to 
solve you want to solve all these problems the plan everyone in the world needs to be satisfied and happy it's a challenge but it's it's a worthwhile um problem for the human race to solve so i think essence <laughs> I think yung they make it also approachable. Like I, yeah. ako, one of the things I like about their Instagram is I get ideas about how to cook vegetables because I really don't, you know, like I already know how to saute <laughs> or Wait, like make else, a curry. How else have you been cooking vegetables? Alam ng difference. I like how you say that. <laughs> But but yeah, it's like you know. I think in everything, in whatever we choose to do with our lives, it has to be also fun, and you know, it has to be something we that that fulfills us also, like the different aspects of ourselves. Like you know, like good food community. I'm sure they have fun, you know, cooking up recipes with the vegetables and then sharing that, and then. Yeah, you know, I I just don't want I just don't want it to sound like you know if you do that work your life will just be so <laughs> hard and, diba? Parang you have to consider your whole being in any work that you do. That's so true, and they also have their own stuff going on, right? And I'm gonna bring this up because you didn't bring it up. Like uh, Lila is like weekend wild child, and we know that through another friend in Haribon. Yeah, my. Uh, another colleague from Maribon before, si Lunel Godinez. She was also, I don't know if she helped co-found, but she's with Weekend Wild Child then. Mm-hmm. And Weekend Wild Child um, is awesome. Um, they they hold their like weekends with children and families um, in this beautiful place. I don't know if we mentioned Quezon. this. In Quezon province. Nestled in between two beautiful mountains in, in Quezon <laughs> called... Uh, Quezon slash Laguna, uh, Mounts um, Banahao San Cristobal. So San, so there's Mount Banahao, and then San Cristobal, Mount San Cristobal, and in between is this beautiful valley, untouched, beautiful sunrise sunset, picturesque. Because me and Rosel stayed there <laughs> once. Anyway, sorry. So um, Weekend Wild Child holds their weekend, you know, stuff there with their kids, with kids, and luckily, um, coincidentally. I think Rosella and I stayed there in Bangkong Kahoy Valley. Yun yung pangalan ng, it's not a resort. It's like this, um, what is it? What are, I guess it's a resort, but it's very simple. No, walang aircon, walang, everything's natural. And the room is just open. It's just open facing the mountain. And Rosella and I were just laying, laying there. What? And I did have a time lapse. I should find it and try to send, <laughs> try to upload it of the clouds going up Mount Manahaw. And that was, and anyway, so this weekend, while that was like awesome to me to know that there's, I'm connected to them somehow. You know, I'm connected to other people who are really doing so much work. Um, and that connects back to the mycelical. <laughs> it just naturally kind of like, you know, people are talking about food. They're talking about nature. You know, here in the Philippines, I think everyone is just really interconnected, even in general development work. Um, and then Mabi has that book that she wrote, which is, uh, what is it? Kulay ng gulay or something like that. Paano kumain ng kulay? Oh, yun, yun. And I remember seeing that book. I remember seeing that book a few or la- yeah, la- uh, last year maybe. 
and I, I saw it. It was very popular among um, Filipino American moms and all all these parents who really want to teach their kids um, Filipino or teach them about the culture and the language and stuff. So I was just really happy throughout the whole the interview, just listening, thinking, "Look, wow, I'm I know the I feel like I know them, <laughs> and I've seen their work. I've seen their work, and I've we've been there. I've been where they are, and it feels really nice." So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was a really fun interview. Thank you so much, Good Food Community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ernest, Mavi, and Lila, and also Char. A special mention because of she's the founder and CEO. Thanks for all your work and keep going, please. We wish we really wish that you get to help more people and have more subscribers. And Oh, oh. Because of this, we'll Soon. look into green urban commune yeah. um, and all these other things because these these sorts of things need to happen in the city. Then. We need we may not have farmers in the Well, maybe there are. Well, actually, yeah, maybe there are. You know, and, and also our little community garden then was thinking about that. Too. So, yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> From Manila, this is Albert. This is Rosal. Keep growing. And from Bacolod, it's Joanne. And Chinkin. Keep planting. Intro music is Siesta by Jazar. <laughs>